You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvison. Joined with Reed Bacon. We have another amazing podcast. We are breaking down the Florida game from this past year. We are reminiscing, going back, picking out our favorite plays and our favorite play calls. We break them all down, show you the film. It's a great time. But uh, before we get into that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave comments. Absolutely love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. It helps our numbers. And follow us on all those listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. If you want to follow Reed on Twitter, his is rbacon26. You can follow him there. And then for myself, it is at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. Uh, so check me out. But uh, yeah, let's jump on into this uh, great podcast. All right. Welcome in, everyone. We got a great podcast. I'm going to say that because it's over one of my favorite games this past year. This is another one, part of our recap of the 2022 season. We're diving deep into these games and finding our favorite plays and favorite play calls um, and very much enjoyed this one, the Florida game. But first, before we jump into any of that, Reed, how we doing, bud? Kyler, hello, 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 you beautiful man. Um, wow, what a night last night. It's not football season. It's not basketball season. It's baseball season. And these it's guys, baseball season, here, baby. These guys right here are the biggest front-running baseball fans you'll ever meet. <laughs> Hey, that is right. That is right. You, hey, you win a regional game. I'm all over that ass. Yeah, baby. That's so right. You 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 get into uh postseason play and start winning some games, and we all come out of the woodworks, baby. But I do I do enjoy watching it. So it's not like I'm forcing myself. I legitimately enjoyed sitting outside last night, having a drink, having a cigar, and watch the game with my dad. And it was it was awesome. And it was uh I mean, I saw a great tweet. It said, no, he didn't. And for, you know, for Zach didn't. Yeah. It, that was a very clever tweet. But man, that was, and I'll, it's very funny how stuff like this happens in life. But earlier in the game, I don't know, like fourth or fifth inning, maybe second or third or fourth, and we're kind of needing something. And Zach comes up. And I'm like, dude, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen Zach like take one yard or like, come on, Zach, like do something here at the plate. And my dad's like got like kind of defensive and Maddie's like, no, Zach's had some really nice shots at at like some opportune times. It's like, all right, chill out. I don't watch all the games like you do. And and, uh, anyways, then it comes up and he homers like in the next inning or two early in the game. And it's like, okay, bang, like we needed that. He he took a, a, you know, a single shot and then later in the game and he just shit rips that. And I was like, and we we turn the radio on and the volume on the TV off, so we hear everything right before it happens. Of course, that's the best way to watch the game. Yeah, so I'm sitting there listening to John, and John's like, he catches it, it's left center, 
it's going. And like, John's like waiting to see if it's gone. And he's like, it's gone. I like jump up, celebrate. And then we watch it. Buddy took it out the park. Not, not, not yard. He like, he's not, he didn't land it in the stands. He literally took it over the top. And I was like, holy Crushed. crap. So anyways, and then they finished the game and it was just, it was epic. It was, it was sick. That's why I'm repping, repping today. And we'll watch them tonight at, at six o'clock. Yeah, I know. Exciting. I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it takes you back to the walk-off uh, Grand Slam a couple years ago in the regionals and just, all right, like, is this baseball team back? Are we catching that fire at the right time? You know what I mean? Because, like, right. I got a buddy who, who went to South Carolina and he's been following the baseball team and they were, like, number one at one point during the season and they have just fallen off like crazy and lost almost every game towards the end of the season, every series towards the end of the season. And they're not even ranked now. And it's like, you just got to get hot the right time. If we're getting hot going into the college world series, like, yeah, thank you. Like, Mate. Oh, this is dangerous. This is old miss from a couple of years. Ago. Like they weren't the best team and then they just got hot. Yeah. It's, it's just like, you know, just like, uh, I don't think it's as much in football, but definitely basketball and baseball. You want to be playing playing at the right time. So that was exciting uh, to have, uh, you know, some great Saturday night TV to, to watch and um, excited to see it today. So uh, a couple other things. Deshaun Terry shows that he's going to Boomer Sooner. Yeah. Uh, and you know we what? Of, we lose a lot of guys to them. Yeah, we do. We do. I uh, I, don't, I didn't miss any of them. Like, I didn't miss Wanye. I didn't miss Eric Gray. Uh, I don't even know if D. Lawrence even became like uh, a key contributor for them. I'm not sure, but uh, this might be. Uh, I might be in the minority here, and maybe a little hot take. If he left for NIL, I'm okay with it. Seriously, uh, because if he, you have to, you have to get it when you can get it in life. And if he wasn't going to get it here. Uh, because maybe Tennessee didn't have it or they didn't think he was worthy or there was other guys they want to take care of more. Mm. And oh and Boomer Sooner said, We're gonna give you this. I would have I would have done it as well. Um Yeah, exactly. It's because, like if you're in the same situation, you can't blame them. Yeah, and it's like he might not I, I we don't know what his future holds in the NFL. He could go on and be a five, six, seven, eight year pro. He might not even get drafted. Like I don't know where he projects. I, you never know with with health and play mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, listen, I this is just an example. But if Oklahoma's like, you know, we'll give you a couple hundred grand to come play here. I'm I'm see you, Tennessee. I'm out of you. I mean, and it's yeah. not like I'm not even going to hesitate because you got you got to take the opportunities, make money when you can. Um, now, I don't think boom. I don't think Oklahoma's in good shape at all. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to do good when they come to the SEC. I don't. I don't trust. Uh, Venables. Yeah, and so I don't know. So I mean, good for him, you know. But it, you know, now when I see it, maybe his family still has does have some health issues. I don't know. I never knew. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I I, I I tend to agree with you that I don't think Oklahoma's going to be like much of anything coming up. If it is nil, like go get your bag while you can. Um, if, you know, a lot of people, if you're in the same situation, if you're at a job and you have another job that offers you more money, you're going to the other job. <laughs> like, it's just it's just how it is. So 
you know, I, de- I definitely don't blame him. And then, like, like Oklahoma, you got to watch out for everybody else. Like, you're not top dog over there anymore. Um, I'm sure he is going to help with that because I think they needed some help on the D-line. But he might have had a little more shine if he was here and in the SEC and on a team maybe, you know, getting those – nine, 10, 11 wins a year. Yeah. But, you know, and sometimes, uh, sometimes we talked about with D line. I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter if you're a starter and you want to play where there's more depth because you get, you're fresh when you go in there. Do you want to play, you want to play 55 plays, but half of them, your dog ass tired, or you want to play 37 and you're pretty much fresh every time. Like exactly. But all matters is putting good stuff on film. How, how the offensive linemen don't come out, guys. Like, they're tired as hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that was the one thing. The other thing is, too, is um, I, I wasn't pumped about our Peyton Lewis. I felt like we did him some um, disservice by not breaking down uh, as many plays on his highlight film. I know that we're very excited about him, and we kind of talked about him as a player and as a runner, but I wish we would have talked about more plays. That's just a personal thing because I always go back and listen to see how we can do better. And I remember I called you, and I was, you know, we kind of talked about a few things. But anyways, hopefully you all enjoyed that pod, but we yeah. want to – we will make sure to always be breaking down and talk specific plays and things like that. And you know what? Maybe that was just me personally because you talked about certain plays. It, it might have just been me, more personal thing for me. Yeah, I mean, we can break it down a little bit more, I guess. Get it, get a little more in depth into it. But I feel I still think it's like, hey, this is this is who Peyton Lewis is. We're all excited for him. We're all ready for him to get here. And biggest concern was changing from an I formation team to a shotgun. So we covered all. We covered the basis. That was yours. That was yours. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, let's talk Florida game. Um, let's do it. We went to, we got to go to this game together last year. It was an awesome mm-hmm. day. It was an awesome day, beautiful weather. Got to go down on the field beforehand. And then it was my first time ever going to a game with you and my buddy, one of my best friends, Jack Gillespie. So I had, I had two of my best buds left and right <laughs> on me. And uh, we're three of the biggest fanatics that you can find we bleed it we love it and so it was awesome to kind of have those hype moments together um but what do you what do you remember about the game uh i remember just spending the whole day together that was a lot of fun um actually like going through the peaks and the valleys of this game together like the absolutely like jumping up and down like high fives galore chest bumps like hugging each other and then also like the oh my gosh i can't believe that just happened with like the onside kick recovery and all those things like i mean the emotions that went through us when like they recovered that on they scored a touchdown they recovered that onside kick and we're all just looking at each other like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my god and then the relief like i think me and you both collapsed on that last play and like the relief of okay, we won this game was so big. The two two things I remember rewatching it. Well, I remember a lot of different things, but the two things that really stuck out were the the feeling I had when I saw the punt get 
like him catch it and take off. And I mean, it was like, Oh my God, he's about to score. And then I was like, no, like you can't advance it. And then yeah, in the off. moment you're like, I know for a fact he can't advance it, but he's still running. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, like come back. Jacqueline, come back. Jacqueline. Yeah. But so I remember my feeling in that moment and I was like, no fucking way. I remember us leaving and walking and it was weird because campus was not like, it was a very weird walk back to cars because people were excited and happy, but I think we were all just like exhausted. Yes. I felt like it wasn't a, like after a game where people are yelling and screaming and high five and then VOLS go balls go and start random chance. It was very much a, like we're exhausted. We're tired. We're relieved. And it was just kind of quiet walking yeah. back. And you and I looked we were walking back halfway to the car and we like looked at each other. We're like, I mean, I'm excited, and we're like, do we need to be more excited? It's like, no, like we didn't know how to feel. Um, so that usually, was- like you're walking down the concourse or like going down those the gate ten or anything like that, and you'll just like random. It's great to be, yeah. to, and it was just walking. Like people were just walking and like talking to each other about it because it was almost a disaster. (laughs) So it was very much like, I have no idea how to act right now. Like, should I be worried about the defense? Should I be happy for the offense? Like, are we going to be good the rest of the year? Like it was, it was a game that kind of, Oh man, that like, I didn't like that because no one thought going into it. Anthony Richardson is a really good quarterback. He can make the throws. And then he made some damn good throws. He played awesome. And you're just like, uh, what? Like, what the heck's going on? Well, he played he played great uh, against – well, not great, but he got a lot of national media hype after Utah. Utah. Mm-hmm. Then he didn't play well. Then he came in, and I'll always say it was one of the better performances by a quarterback I've seen in person. Yeah. Um, you know, we were sitting in the end zone, so when he had that play where he steps side – steps up again, rips it. I mean, we had the perfect angle. And I remember looking at you and Jack like, whoa, like this boy, like this is nasty. But, um, yeah, it was just funny. I think also because in the – there was also that lull in like the – like even rewatching it where it was like penalty, penalty. Oh, yeah. It's like that, like there was, you know, two or three, four minutes left in the game and mm-hmm. we're trying to kind of ice it. And then the fourth down play call, I liked the play call, but it looked like we patty caked it. Like we ran it like half speed. Um, I I kind of agree. I mean, I, I like the play call too. I mean, it was pretty much the touchdown from earlier in the game. Right, right. Um, but it, it very much seemed like it doesn't matter if we get it or not. Yeah, that, yes, exactly. That's exactly how it felt. And Matter of fact, when I was I, I started rewatching this early in the week, and then I watched the second and third, fourth quarter. I think on like Thursday or Friday. No, I think it was Thursday, and, and my dad was sitting outside watching it with me. He's like, "Oh, this is pretty fun to go back and rewatch it." But I looked at it, and I was like, "It just looked like they were like lollygagging." He's like, "Yeah, it looks like they were going like fifty percent, like just almost like a little practice." I don't. And that whole that whole moment, like even the announcers were talking with four or five, six minutes ago, talking about the schedule. Like, this is going to be Florida's second loss. This is going to be UT's undefeated. They're breaking yeah. the creek. And then it's like, hold, hold the phone. And I always love the one thing about Coach Hype and Tim Banks is they're always aggressive. And I felt that Hypel, um, I think he was doing the smart thing. I just wish that we would have just gotten one more first down, even though – even though t- technically they're doing the smart thing by burning the clock, 
making Florida use all their timeouts? Is Florida really going to score onside kick, score again, all that type stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes me nervous. Just run the ball, get the first down, and kneel it out. Don't ever give them an opportunity, especially with how high flying we are. So I felt a little. Yeah. I was a little. That was probably. I told. I think I told my dad when we were rewatching. I think that might have been the only time during the the only time throughout the entirety of the season that I was maybe a little suspect on his play calling or his decision making. Everything else, I can't remember another time where I was like not pumped with it. But that yeah. that whole that whole four or five minute stretch was just weird. And, and, and it was and just the- like you said, the offsides, 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 moving back and forth. It, it, like it just. It was a weird scenario during a drive, especially for an offense that likes to go fast. It's just like it was odd. It was it very. Was, and, and it, that was during the time when we were in there, and this kind of has something to do with the walking back to the car. We we're in there cheering. We're in there like basically celebrating. We're in there doing the Gator Chomp, which was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And we started doing that, so it's like we've already had our moment to shine of enjoy or our moment to enjoy the win. And then it's like, well, wait, well, well, hold on, folks. Like this, this thing, this thing ain't over yet. And so, yeah, then what it, the hell's going on? <laughs> what the hell's going on around here? What the hell's happening? Um, so, anyways, but um, I just really think that it, it it it's so funny too if you look at it that pit game, how they played, and then 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 the Florida game, and they, you know, they pits, they win a close one, Florida. It's technically a close one, but it really, it really wasn't. It shouldn't have been the way that we played that second, third quarter. Yep. And then you go on to LSU and you blast them, and you can just see how this team got better and better as the weeks. And that's a cool thing. As exactly. you can coach, especially if you're a coach and you can see your team doing that. But as a player, or I mean, as a fan, it's cool too. So yeah, just like growth throughout the season. Yep. Yeah. You know, hit the crescendo at that Alabama game, yep. but. uh all right, let's jump into these plays because um, I know that we always get really excited and take a long time talking about them. So we're already a good 15 minutes in, so I want to jump into them. Uh, all right, our favorite plays overall. Uh, would you? I, I think we should go back and forth again. Would you like me to lead off or would you like to go first? You can go first. It's your okay. podcast. So I think this would be a very popular one. Um and in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if it was like the most influential or most important play, but man, I freaking loved it. And it is the fourth down stop on the first drive for Florida. Um, 10 minutes left to go in the first quarter, fourth and two on our 20 yard line. Florida decides to go for it. This is setting the tone for the game. Hey, we're going for this. You Like we're going to attack 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 to you guys like we're not just gonna kick field goals all day uh so it was kind of a tone setter what do they do they use their you know heisman quarterback who who was getting that kind of talk after the utah game and they're like we're gonna put the ball in your hands and we're gonna run it and our defense just bowed their freaking necks dude like uh, Bryson Eason and Elijah Simmons just making a massive pile in the middle, literally yeah. taking four offensive linemen with just the two of them. Banks comes up unblocked. He, he's no one's touching him. He's there to make a tackle. Roman Harrison meets meets Puller with wrong shoulder, which is great. Like he meets him with his outside shoulder and just shoves it right in his face. Then comes off, makes a tackle. 
And then we got DBs flying in, just swarming. As soon as they notice, hey, this isn't a pass. Hey, this isn't anybody else. It's him. Just swarming to the ball. Um, the amount of energy that had, the tone that that set for the game. I mean, I just remember being up in the stands, like nervous, 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 as they got closer and closer and closer. And then that stop was just, I mean, everybody freaked out. So yeah. that was definitely one of my favorite plays. And I almost kind of, it was almost an added benefit that we went to the game because re-watching, I felt myself like goosebumps. When I watch certain plays, I'm like, dude, I remember in the stands when we were watching that and like the flurry that happened. So I have to put that down as one of my favorite. It's a tone setter. It's right at the beginning of the game. It's I don't give a shit. We are going to stop you. And that's just that's just great football. I, I honestly feel like if he is it because they had we had a couple fourth down stops. Is that the one where they brought Buddy in motion? And he almost did like the read option jet sweep fake. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought if you go back and rewatch, I felt like if he gave that, that guy had some yeah, nice, nice, grass. <laughs> but it makes it look better that, you know, Anthony Richardson keeps it and we stonewall him. Um, okay. Yeah. I, 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 fair. I can feel that one. I, I yeah. don't, it didn't make my probably top five, but you know me, I love defense. I love a fourth down stop. Yeah. Okay. My, my favorite play. Uh, or one of my favorite plays. So these are not in order, but one of my favorite plays is it's second and eight. It's the second quarter. It's uh, two minutes to go. We're on our own three yard line. <laughs> That's mine. That's my next one. You and I, you and I, oh. you and I got so lit. So lit. In the stands. And then rewatching, we got lit. And you could not stand that big fat boy 21. You cannot stand him because you're like, him. You're like, he's not good. He's just fat and lazy. And all these, you know, announcers want to, you know, really praise him. Look um, how great he is at 420 pounds. He's a fat fuck who can't move. Other people can't move him, and he can't move. Like, he's not a good football player. He's just big as hell. He played – listen, he's not as worthless as some of these other big boys we've seen that they try to make a big deal about it, but he's not good. He, he's he not moving, bro. Every tackle he had, he was like this and then just reached his arm out and grabbed like that was it well listen kyler if you do that at the, at the at the yard line or you know one yard deep that's still not bad but yeah when he got tired then cooper mace could block him one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. You know? so but i love this play and another shout out this is two two breakdown game breakdowns in a row that i'm shouting out the refs but the pittsburgh game they let the boys play and this one they let the boys play I very was, much i was so happy that when they uh, Jabari was getting held up and then Florida slung him. Okay. They didn't, they didn't blow a whistle on that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like they didn't throw a flag on Florida, but they didn't get the second retaliation and they just let the boys kind of do what they want to do. Cause Jerome comes in. Go ahead. What was also before this play is the third down stop that we had on Florida where Jeremy Banks hits right. Anthony Anthony. Richardson, and it could be kind of late if you say that. So that play happens punt then the very next play it's jabari going getting thrown i'm like bro they are letting everything fly and i loved it i i absolutely loved it i was so happy they didn't have that i almost put that as one of my favorite plays because it, banks. But yeah because it reminded me of like some butch jones bs where they do that play where you guys wouldn't move and i yeah. was like, so stupid like it's never gonna <laughs> trick anyone if i see if i see the as defensive coaches we were never 
ever, ever, ever taught to watch it. Your guy, you watch the fucking ball. So if the ball gets snapped, I don't give two shits if my guy doesn't move. Like I'm gone. Like I'm going. No, I know. And so and so it's just such a stupid play. And 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 I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought Butch did it on if someone jumped off sides. I think I think Florida literally tried to do it as a play. Yeah, so it was, hey, we're doing the freeze, whatever. The center is taught. If someone gets into the neutral zone, snap the ball. Like, he has free reign to snap it if he feels like, hey, I can get this guy off sides. Every other offensive lineman was, don't move a muscle. I don't care if they come off. Let them knock you over. You don't move a muscle because I do not want there to be any confusion that you made them jump or anything like that. So... That was the teaching point. Now, if the center judges wrong and snaps that when he shouldn't, and it's not a penalty, your quarterback might get crushed. And so. that's what happened. And that's what happened. I mean, whether whether this was uh, one of those type snaps, neutral zone, or whether this was a legit like uh, a trick play or trying to do a little something, something. I love it because it's. It's uh, Butch Jones 2.0, Billy Napier over there with his three buttons and his little and his little buzzed head, and he's yeah. got AR running for his life. And AR takes a shot, an absolutely unnecessary shot. There's a sick picture of Jeremy Banks standing over him afterwards. So you're right. So that actually almost was one of my favorite plays. But anyways, back to my my first favorite play. You know, Jabari gets stopped. Jerome comes and defends him. There's hands being held up on the neck, and 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 people saying like, "Yo, like." You're not going to toss my buddy. And then Florida wants to act like a bunch of badasses and like, oh, like they get in the face. And I can just picture like when when someone was in my face or I was in someone else's face or you see it and you just know what what's being said. And it's always like a version of like you can't mess with us or like you don't want these problems or like don't you don't know who you're messing with, like all on that. So it's like their very next play instead of shit talking in between it, we're going to drive your ass like seven yards off the ball. Yeah. Dummy you. Yeah, we're gonna run inside zone right at you and freaking throw you out the damn club. Yes. A combination of Sprags, Darnell, and Jabari. Jabari ran in there like a freaking rocket. Like yeah. he like I'm going to punish anyone who's in front of me. And he hit and all three of them just push, 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 push. Got that first down. Like, whoa, dude, me and you. Oh, we were nuts. Went nuts. I was like, because we're so pissed the play before, like, hey, can we get a penalty? Can you blow a whistle? Like, what the hell's going on? And then it was, we'll show you who the big dogs are. Right. It's the ultimate, it's it's the ultimate mature, true winning thing. Instead of when people want to talk, you know, and, and, you know, in my younger days when you're, you know, whether we're in college or high school or even a little bit after that and people are John and you want to like, you know, swing on somebody or do something. It's like, no, pick your time, do it within the confines of the game. This is football. You're going to get to hit someone. And it's the very next play. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, I don't, I'm not saying they did this. They probably didn't. They're probably sucking wind and just taking the play and trying to focus on, getting the next play, but it was almost as if in the um, huddle, they're like, F these guys, it's ISO, blow these motherfuckers off the ball and dump their ass. 
And no, Jamari, that's exactly what happened. And Jabari's like, I'm going to run it. I don't care where the hole's supposed to be. I'm running it straight up. You're all's back and you're all's ass. And if someone gets in the way, I'm, I'm decleating them. And so, I mean, it's second and eight, Kyler. We're backed up. And there's the first contact's probably after only a couple of yards or two. And then it's just drive, drive, drive. Let's go. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it was nasty, bro. Nasty. No, I know. I know the kind of conversations that have after those kind of things. And it is very much like, I guarantee one of the guys was like, Hendon, let's fucking run the ball. Let's fucking run the ball. Like yeah. they were not like, Oh yeah, let's do that. They're like, no, run it behind me. Like I yeah. am ready to take a dude's freaking head off. Yeah. Um, and like I, that, those are the kinds of things that can get offensive linemen motivated because it's like, you don't get the, shine of a big play or like anything like that it's like oh you trying to pull some shit right now like yeah get ready then buddy like oh we're trying to play it like that okay okay like that's what gets you fired up as an offensive lineman well plus you guys don't want to take steps back on pass bro you want to you want to let the let the dogs off the leash and let them let them go exactly you know so yeah i loved i love that play loved it love that play it definitely i mean I would probably say my favorite if I if I had to like it's my favorite's obviously the Ramel catch, but then that that's second. That's gonna be, <laughs> yeah. That's gonna, um, that's gonna be a play I remember for a very long time because of the maturity behind it. Don't don't try to do something when the when when it's not in between the whistles. Like do it when you're allowed to do it. That there was so much maturity behind that. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, so my last favorite play, since we just had one that was the same. Actually, why don't you go with your second? Because that was your first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Go with your second one. Uh, second one is my is the Ramel catch. It, it has to be. I, I'm watching it in person. I see the throw. I see that he's open. I'm like, he ain't going to get there. Like, he, like, damn, that's overthrown. And he, no le- he leaves out and snags it. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh like i think my reaction was first like oh like i went nuts and then it like set in and i was just like did that just happen and it was so cold he like the the, the fact that he had you're just you're born with this much swag or drip yeah like when you catch that and you immediately roll right into the slime and first down it works so well he, I mean, he made that look as smooth as the catch. Yeah. I, he just lays out. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking if I make that catch, I'm probably catching, rolling over and standing up and just like, ah, like just, just so, so much emotion and so much excitement and, you know, getting, you know, maybe, maybe flexing, maybe doing a first down, maybe beating my chest. And it's like Ramel's just like this cold blooded assassin. He's like, I knew I was going to make the catch. Let me just let you know it's a first and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just, and it was in a spot in the game too where so you know, important. Florida's up, you know, 14 to 10. And um, it's a minute to go in the second quarter. It's actually the same, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the same drive. It, from it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was one of the more important plays and best plays of the game. I just incredible effort by Ramel. Like, I, yeah. like, those are the kind of catches that you want out of your number one wide receiver. Yeah. And that is why right there, I thought was a good example of like, I love him. 
I love him to death, and he's he was great for us. But Jalen Hyatt will never make a catch like that. No, no, yeah. He no. will, like people. I'm being honest with you. He will never make a catch like that. There will never be a opportunity where it's an overthrown ball and he dives for it. He won't. He will not. I guarantee it. He will go, oh, it was overthrown and slow down. It's just not who he is. It's not, it's just not in his repertoire. Ramel says, F that. I'm going to give up my entire body to try and catch this. I don't care if I tear a labrum, break a sternum. I'm going to catch this ball. And that, you can tell the difference in wide receivers. The ones that have that and the ones that don't. I think it's I think it's really really cool as well that he was playing because Sed's out. Yeah, it's so hard to do. You know, I'm 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 32 now, so I'm definitely older, but I'm not old. But I, I still can remember my mind thoughts or my my mind, uh, you know, thought process when you're 16, 17, 18 playing high school ball, and then you're 18, 19, 20 in college. And how difficult it can be when you feel like you're good enough. And as a competitor, you don't want to admit that someone else is better, mm-hmm. but you you feel good enough that you can be playing. And then it's all that cliche. You never know when it's going to be your turn. Stay ready, buddy. Like you never know what's going to get something, but that stuff's so true. It is. You just get tired of hearing it though, as a player, because you, you know, maybe, maybe you're a freshman and you hear the coaches say it and you know, you're not really ready to play and a sophomore, you get a little PT, but you're really like, okay, junior year, this is my year. And then you go into a junior year and for whatever reason, it's not happening. And, and you, it's like you, you go to fall camp, you don't win the, the, the starting role. So you're going into the season and that's when you're like, Hey, Kyler, stay ready. Hey, Reed, stay ready. Vermel, we're going to need you this year. And, you feel like it's coach speak. You feel like they're trying to butter you up, but it's true. And yeah. the whole thing about just life and, and in sports, like you have to make the most of an opportunity when you get it. And it can be one, it can be two. You never know how quick it's going to come. And in the one of the biggest rivalry games of the year at home and it's packed and he gets his opportunity and he absolutely destroys the opportunity. I mean, he, he, he clutched up so hard. So like he made plays all day. He made plays all day. He made great blocks. He made a great uh, first down when he avoided two guys that we needed bad in one of those first drives. I almost put that, that was almost one of my favorite plays because he fought back to the ball in, in person. When we saw the throw, we thought it was going to get a pick. Yeah. We thought it was going to jump. He fought all the way back to the ball got it, made a couple guys miss, got up the sideline. And it was – it maybe was like second and – wasn't it like second and 12 or second and 14 maybe? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like second – I think we got like a penalty before, and it was like second and 16 or something. That's what, Yeah, that's what – yeah, that's what I thought too. But – Yeah. And you know what? It set the stage for the rest of the year for that guy. Going into the floor – or to the Bama game, making one of the biggest catches – of the of the year with the mm-hmm. he had the first one and then Brew had the second one on the last drive right. Yeah, said I think said might have had that. Did he? I I, I thought it was remember. I thought it was Ramel, but anyways, you might be right though. I, I know he cooked people obviously in the Clemson game, but I'm just saying it set the tone that hey, you want to talk about Brew Jalen and said this Ramel guy is 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 here here to legit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay, I will say my last favorite play. 
So I had the first one of the fourth down stop, second one of that run that we talked about. My last favorite play is eight minutes left in the fourth, third and goal from the five. Jalen Wright running, getting into the end zone. Our last touchdown puts us up 17. Buddy does the gator chomp. <sighs> like I, that was such an incredible feeling. Like I rewatching it, just goosebumps all over my body. That was in the end zone that we were sitting in. Yep. It was such a hell yeah, F this team. We are so much better than them. Um, and it was actually a great play. Like the guys yeah. did a great job on the play. Uh, a tight end motion into like a little read option by the quarterback running back to where he can take it if he wants. Tight end leads around. He avoids the in-man line of scrimmage. A lot of times when tight ends come, they get the in-man. He avoids as an extra blocker on the extra DB out there. The offensive line does a great job. Cooper has aware eyes, sees the linebacker coming on a blitz, helps Sprags out with just bumping him a little bit. Sprags dumps him. Other linebacker kind of gets caught up in everything. And Jalen makes a great cut and gets into the end zone. It was it was so cool. It was a great play. I love that we ran for it on third down. Third and five, we're still running the ball. We're not like yeah. other teams are kind of like, oh, we have to pass it. But they're like, no, 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 no. We can get five yards. We're still running the ball. That solidified the the win for us. And that Gator Chomp started my favorite memory from that game of the entire stadium in the lull, the next low we had just slowly, just and just going everybody. And it was it's such a good feeling to me because I missed out every time in college. I missed out on that feeling. We never beat Florida while I was there. So to experience that again, it's another game I got to go to where we beat Florida after I got done playing, went in 2016, went last year. And man, like I will never, ever, ever, ever get tired of beating them. It was cool. It was cool. I mean, we're right there. It's getting rowdy. You want to punch it in. I love the run play, third and five. If you don't get it, you're 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 probably now it's fourth and two, maybe fourth and three. So I, mm -hmm. I'm totally I love it. He he has shades of the John Kelly with the ha ha, and I think John went like this. I think you know Jalen did the slime, but it it was it was nasty uh for sure so i i totally get where that's one of your you know one of your favorite plays yeah i thought uh, i thought the ramel play is definitely one of my favorites but i did kind of want to go outside the box a little bit so that's you, why i threw in that fourth down stop instead of the ramel catch you always want to go outside the box well just imagine we come on here and we have two of the same favorite plays yeah but i've always said but if it's your favorite play it's your favorite play it's true all right, your last favorite play. Yeah, so my last favorite play, I really thought about doing the Amari Thomas fumble, but even though it was a mammoth, massive, massive play. I know what you're going to say. What? We didn't even notice it happened. Well, that's what I was going to get into. I remember seeing it, and you and Jack were, like, clapping or whatever, and I, like, grabbed both of you. I was like, Ball, I think Ball came out. And you're like, what? 
<laughs> I just thought it was a tackle for loss. And I was like, dude, I swear, I think I just saw the ball come out. And you're like, no, what? No one in the stands really saw it, especially around us. I, and I don't mean the two or three people in front and the two and three people back. I'm saying the whole fucking sections didn't really notice it because people didn't erupt and roar. So it was, uh, it was a great, great play. I mean, Omari had a great push. Get your big Paula in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you fly the ball, good things happen. So we're Johnny on the spot. Um, but yeah, it's like it. It probably was one of the most important plays of the entire game. But it's Definitely. Not one, it's not a favorite that I'm going to um, really remember. Um, but I would say my my last favorite play is the last play of the game. And Tim's like, we're coming. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and technically that could be a favorite play call of mine. Um, I didn't make it my favorite play call because I put it as, as one of my favorite plays. But when we've gone through all that and I'm sitting there nervous and I even forgot about this until I went back and rewatched it, they completed a pass. And it and, and we're we, on the 39 yard line. They completed a pass and we didn't really get back there to him. It was pretty pitch and catch. It was pretty easy. And then they have another one that they're going that same side, which was a pitch and catch. And we brought a little bit more pressure. And he, and, he, and he throws it, and it's a slight bit of an errant throw, and the guy mm-hmm. drops it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting there rewatching it with my dad. And this game's been over months ago. You're getting nervous. And I'm still like, damn, dude, he almost caught that. Like, we would have been – their last play would have legitimately been from the 30, 20-something yard line, and that opens up a whole other playbook. So, finally, it's fourth down, and you got a quarterback back there who's pretty mobile. Um, and so Tim's like, F it. Like, we're not going to give this time. We're not going to rush three and give him time to dance around, get someone behind it. We're coming, and we get there, and they 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 beat their blocks. They put pressure. Kamal goes up and picks it, and it's it's the game's over. It should have never gotten to that point, but they ended yeah. the game. There's something to say about ending the game and, and, and being done and winning. Yeah. I uh, completely agree, and it's why it's one of my favorite play calls. Yeah. Um, the leading up to that scenario of the last play, the fact that Florida did whatever they wanted, drove down the field and scored a touchdown, the fact that they got the onside kick, every single bit of momentum is with Florida. They got the onside kick. They then complete passes to get downfield. They are still moving with their offense, and you're like, hey, they actually might be able to do this. Yeah, yeah. And it comes to the last play. Everyone thinks prevent, rush three, prevent, rush three. Banks says, F that. I'm dropping my nutsack. I'm rushing six. Yep. I'm dropping five. I'm doing exactly what I did versus Pitt. It does not matter. I'm coming for you. Doesn't right. matter who you are. Doesn't matter your third string quarterback or this Heisman hopeful. I'm coming at you. And the twists that gone up front i thought it was a good idea amari thomas looked like he was trying to play spy <laughs> i have no idea why and then our dude by byron young Played he it. makes the play uh, slaps hands down dips around that edge is able to get to anthony richardson before he can get rid of that ball um and it's just i mean it's just incredible like the app like i wouldn't call that in madden you know what i mean oh, like yeah. Oh, agreed. agreed. Like people wouldn't call that on a video game that doesn't matter. This guy, this this is this guy's livelihood. This is everyone's 
Half whole entire year is this Florida game. And he's like, F that. I'm sending six. <laughs> like, yeah. that is crazy. Yeah. So that's why I have to put it in here because it's one of the just ballsiest plays I've ever seen. It still makes me nervous thinking about it. I, I watched it a couple times. I think it was Trey Flowers, um, who was the safety on on the other side of the hash. So if like you're watching it from TV, he's not this side, he's this side. And he gets a little he gets he lets a guy break his cushion pretty hard. And he's like even with the guy. And I'm like, bro, if he throws that up and lays it good, we're having Felipe Franks 2.0. I was a little pissed. I said, guys, like it's five waiting. gone four. It was almost man coverage. Right, right. And I'm starting to like panic because you throw a rock up and you get a good shot at, which was what Tim was banking on. Like, I'm not going to let him have a chance to even get rid of this thing and really throw it deep. But I was nervous watching Trey there and a couple of these guys. I was like, get deep as the damn deepest. Like, that's the rule. Get back there. But I was still nervous seeing it. And even thinking about it now, it still makes me nervous sending six and dropping five. What if they run a, what if they run a, a quick, um, you know, like hook and ladder or like a new version of a hook and ladder where it's a, we're coming to slant this way and get everybody flowing, but then you throw it back to this guy coming underneath. What because, if he gets outside of the pocket? What if he breaks the, the pocket right. and is running on his own and he has four blockers versus five defenders? He can make it. Yeah. Like yeah. that could have easily happened. It's a scary spot to be. And I, I hate being in that spot and, yeah, there's thank goodness they got there. That's all I can <laughs> exactly. I I mentioned this when we were talking about BY um for I think the NFL or the NFL drive for the combine. I went back and watched his highlights. That guy had such a good season, but it was always in the biggest games. I, I made this exact same example. He was not getting three sacks against, you know, UT Martin mm-hmm. or like Missouri or uh, Ball State, LSU. Florida, Bama, you know, big games. This guy is putting people on his on his back and saying, just come on, ride with me. Yeah. So he was stepping up when he needed to. Yeah. Uh all right. Give me one of your favorite play calls. All right. One of my favorite play calls. I'm gonna I got the iPad here. I'm going to it. Uh give me a second. Okay. Third. Let me make sure this is it. Oh yeah, yeah. Great, great podcast here. This is it. This is it. This is it. Well, I just want to, I just want to make sure because they're I'm going to see the pre snap, um, and they're showing it from behind angle. I want the side angle. Give me a second. Na 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 na. Okay, so it's third and five, second quarter, seven minutes ago, thirty yard line. Florida is still winning, uh, fourteen to ten. We're driving. Okay, I've got this play paused. I hope that you put it on here. Pause. Um, so it's three by one. You have three receivers to the right, one to the left. So on the right side is Ramel way out. And then you have Jacob and Jalen stacked in the middle, kind of the slot. You have Brew way far left and you have a back in the backfield. So first off, I love, I love the pre-snap. Um, Florida looks like they're in man coverage because they got press coverage basically on each side on the outside receivers. Mm-hmm. And you have, um, kind of almost like a blanket coverage with these two uh i guess safety and corners and if you got two individuals stacked so you got two receivers you know one here one here there's multiple ways you can play it on defense you can have a corner a little shade outside a little shade inside it's like if me and you're the corners it's like kyler if he comes in you got him 
if uh, it's like I got one, you got two, unless they yeah. switch, and we switch. Uh, maybe if they both go deep, stay with number one. You you got you literally say that right during the plays happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love that Hypel does that, and this is he did it a couple times in this game. Same thing in Pitt. It's third and five. It's in a spot where you need it. You're going to go to your best play call. Some of your best players. Cedric's out on this game. Um, so really for this, you can go to Ramel, Brew. Uh, we had a couple third, we had one or two third downs where we went to Princeton. I think this was more about the actual play call than the player. Because to me, in my opinion, uh, Jalen had not really established himself yet, mm-hmm. uh, receiver that he would become. Yeah. Now, now Coach Heibel can like him because of his speed in that matchup, especially in man. But basically they call it and it's a – they basically run two hitches on the inside, but they're levels. So if you see this in Madden or NCAA, sometimes it's called levels. Some people actually call it levels. And what they do is they have Jalen sprint off and really, really fire out, and he kind of bends and takes it a little bit to the outside. He's creating that space. Well, Jacob comes right off and goes ahead and starts taking it in. So, therefore, he's going to pull his individual down. If they're in man, it clears space. And if there's if it's zone, it's clearing space for right behind it. And so I just thought it was genius. I thought it was smart. You know, I, I loved everything about it. Like I said, if, if it is zone, then they're going to be keen on Jacob. And if they don't key on Jacob, then hit Jacob. It's the easier pass. He's the shorter, shallower route, but he's still going five yards to get the first. If yep. they jump him, Jalen's coming right behind it. And that's why Jalen is so much faster, but he can take that, stem it outside, keep the outside guy on his outside hip, puts his foot in the ground, breaks it right in to basically, I mean, depth-wise, it's almost like a deep, deep slant, shallow, shallow post. But then he gets pretty aggressive on the cut across um, to where it's almost like a dig. Now, the route itself wasn't a dig because he came out and kind of banana. I just loved it. I thought they um, – I thought they ran it perfect. Yeah. I spacing was perfect. And when I say run it perfect, that doesn't mean everyone blocks right and all that. Like the spacing between Jacob and Jalen was run perfectly. Beautiful play. And so many times I've watched football and you see these these teams, it's like third and five. It's like, oh, this is pretty nerve-wracking. We really need to get this. Like, but with hypo, it's like pitch and catch. Yeah. <laughs> he really takes he, he's like a um he's a He's a stress-free par. Yes. We all want we all want birdies, but you know you hit a good drive, you put it in the middle of the green, you give a good run at it for a birdie, and it's like, dang, I would have liked to have a birdie, but then I just get to go and tap in for par. There's not many better things than a stress-free par as an amateur golfer, and mm-hmm. that's what he that's what he is on his third down play calls. He's just a stress-free par maker, and that's golf talk. Um, <laughs> I uh, I actually that is it's so funny that you brought up that play. Because I necessarily didn't see that. I, I I was trying to imagine it in my head because I watched the game of when you were talking about that and when I saw it. But one of my favorite plays is almost the same as that play. It ran it. There was yeah. So later on in the game, Hold, let me uh, say you go to. I'm rewatching it. It was more of it was more digs. It was like a. It really is levels. It wasn't slants. Jacob comes up. 
and really hits a, a speed turn and stays flat right on the line instead of a slant, which I like that because then you're not worried about getting in too much depth. Yeah. And we'll do that sometimes. If someone says go three and start climbing, well, by the time he gets across the field, his slant is gone from three to five to damn seven or eight, and that gets in throwing lane. So it actually is smarter that he said just break it straight across. Um, anyways. Yeah, so uh, mine is 521 in the second. It is a fourth and eight on our 30 on going in on the 33 yard line. And we decide to go for it. And this is one of those ones where it's like, damn, fourth and eight. Like, this is tough. The end result is the play that Jalen Wright misses his block. It's a sack fumble. They recover and they get the ball back right there. The routes that were run and the play that was set up was perfect because so one of your favorite play calls is strip sack. It, yes, and one of my favorite play calls ended up being I strip almost, sack. I almost said one of my favorite play calls was the quarterback draw that got called back on the touchdown because of the because yeah. of the that was genius spot to play to call that at that time. I mean, heck, one of my favorite play calls from the pit game was the outside zone that got called back on holding back. by by Hendon. I know. So. so on this play, they're the exact same that you just said, three by one. They have a stack to that side. It is Fant and Jalen Hyatt and then Ramel on the outside. So they do almost the exact same thing. They're stacked. Jalen's in front. He takes off like he's running a seam route. Like, hey, I'm taking off. You're going to have to keep up with me. Right. Uh, they set up in a cover three. So... Jalen takes off, Fant's right behind him. Fant goes for the dig. He goes for the dig, comes across. Linebackers follow him, and safety that was back to make it look like a cover four or maybe a cover two, he comes up because he sees Fant come across. Jalen, it's a zone, so Jalen keeps going. All of a sudden, curl, hitch, right there in the zone between everything. What that does is safety in the middle of the field sees Hyatt do that and sticks his foot in the ground and goes. He starts diving towards Hyatt. Ramel on the outside is running a deep post. And I'm telling you, it's a touchdown if Hinden doesn't get hit. A fourth and eight touchdown from the 33. If Jalen is able to control that block and not get pushed off, it will be a touchdown. So that was one of the reasons I, I I went back and watched it. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's so much more frustrating that the running back can't block uh, because this it was a perfect setup to where if linebackers don't go with the dig and Fant, then if Fant can be open. If they do go, then Jalen is open. If Jalen's not open because the safety comes down, then Ramel is open. Like it it was set up perfectly to be a great play where depending on what the defense does, you're going to have an individual open. And it's not like the quarterback has to look all the way on the left and all the way on the right. It is literally all in front of him. You're looking straight ahead. I see Fant come across my face. I see Jalen hitch right in front of me. And then I see Ramel deep on a post. It's all right in the same. So you have three reads and you don't have to turn. So it's a great play call. It's an easy read for the quarterback on a fourth and eight. It's just 
you got to get the blocking down. What was the what was the time? I want to go back and look at this. It was five twenty one left in the second quarter. Okay, but I mean, it was like you started to describe that, and I'm like, this guy's a freaking genius because he has multiple things out of the exact same formation, and it almost looks the same until they get to their cut. Yeah, and that's where it changes. Well, well, there was one that you were just explaining there that I felt like they did and they completed it where. Princeton went in on an in-breaking route, whether it was dig slant, whatever, and Jalen came up and did like a deep hitch. I wrote was, that. Yeah, it, I wrote that down. It was one of the plays I liked. And it was completed. Mm-hmm. So there's three things right there that we're talking about that are all kind of worked off the same type of principle. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's great. There, there's even other plays that I saw that I remember from later games. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, I remember that from a later game when we scored a touchdown on that versus LSU. Like, it was like that where I'm like, oh, shit. So, I, I it's it's fun to go back and actually look at it and watch and be like, oh, I see what he's thinking. You like, dirty, I see where he's going with this. You dirty dog, Coach Heibold. You dirty dog. <laughs> you just, you little sexy magician, you. <laughs> That's right. Um. Okay, so this is my second favorite play call. Yes. Is that right, number two? Yeah. So it is the two-point conversion stop when Florida has just tied it up. Okay, I like so, it. So the and I have this one pulled up. So the play right before it, they are um, – this is they're going for it. They got to score. Let me pause it. Um, so they go – they have three by one, and – we show like we're going to play man. So they get their three. We're three over top of them at the very last second. Um, we start, they bring a guy in motion. We kick out. So Jawan Mitchell starts shading because they see that they're bringing this running back in motion, which there's, a, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this too. Side note, Florida had some really nice play calls in this game. They did. I was probably four or five times. I was like, kudos, great play call. I love the fourth and two play call where they took a deep shot. That was Awesome. Almost uh, o- almost every uh, catch that uh, Pearsall had or whatever his name is, I thought were great play calls. Like they had a motion of him coming in and jetting like he was going to do like a crossing pattern. And then he just went back. Back, yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah, they, they had a lot of different good play calls. And this one, I, I don't mind it because they're bringing the running back in motion, which does get eyes looking. Hey, is this going to be a quick throw? We're going to have to get off these blocks, make a tackle. Um and it also is, which they do here, he kind of stops. So it holds Christian Charles. Then they work another one uh, in. They bring another one in, and then they get a guy to sit. And so we were in zone. And so I don't mind sit playing zone like that. I felt we were maybe a little deep. And, and when you're in zone, to play it well, you have to communicate like your damn astronauts communicating back to home base. I mean – Every little detail matters. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're not commuting, saying, hey, hey, coming in, coming in, take him. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. I got another one, one coming out. You, 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 you basically want some across his face and you're communicating and then you got another one. Like you almost have to buddy system up. And so once you find where they are, and a lot of people play zone, and they're like in their zone, like, well, I got my zone. Nobody's yeah. scoring here. It's like, yeah, asshole, you got your zone. There's no one within 20 yards of it or 10 yards of it. Like, don't make yourself a wasted player. Find somebody. Now, mm-hmm. it wasn't that drastic here. It was just a really good play, good timing. They caught it to where they brought a guy in, Jawan Mitchell sits. 
Um, I think it's Tank McColl is back, and he has a guy in front of him. So Tamarian's really at a spot where Tamarian probably should see him cross face and buddy up with him, knowing that Christian's behind him on the mm-hmm. outside of him. But anyways, they throw it in and they catch it. So it's like, okay, now we're going for two. Twos, twos, they're going to come with a play call. They kind of line up something very similar. Um, it actually is basically the same formation from Florida, except the slot, the third receiver on the left is now a little bit more inside. This time we show man, and this time it's showing man, press man, and that we're coming, and we're going to bring the blitz with one with one high safety. Uh, it looks like one high safety, but he is also over top of the running back. So you don't know if he's going to drop, and maybe there's a linebacker guarding that running back or what the mm-hmm. rules are there. But I love it because they just gave up something. You know Florida's going to maybe try to come back with something of that same quick hit if they're finding a zone, whatever. And they come off. They they I love, you know, I, I love that they have BY standing. They have Juwan Mitchell and Jeremy Banks standing A gaps. So it's are they coming? Are they not coming? I wouldn't I would much rather have that than them just stand at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And then, then Anthony Richardson's thinking, well, if they do come, they're coming from depth. Okay, that gives me another half second, you know, another second here. And if they stay there and drop, then I kind of know where they are. You're also uh, confusing offensive lineman blocks too. Oh, right, because if one – Why doing that? It's like, okay, well, if it is a run, it's like, oh, well, I don't have a double team. Everybody's single man. Hey, push this. Like, you're not going to be able to double on anybody. you got to get the linebacker right now. So, like, all of that stuff affects everything. Right. So, anyways, they bring bring Jeremy uh, Banks. He comes in. He decides to leave his feet and hurdle, like, as if he's (laughs) – high hurdles in the Olympics. Juwan sits, which I love, because if you are going to run man – the hardest throws are outside. So if you're going to run man and you do want a safety valve, I love the fact that they drop a backer and basically t- you're taking away slant. So, you know, you got if, – if they're coming in man and someone s- steps in, well, hopefully if it's played well, you're going to have the corner right on his hip pocket and you're going to have Juwan sitting here that can try to jump it, or I should say a linebacker sitting here that can try to jump it, big hit it. If he does catch it, try to knock it away. Now you can have a linebacker, you can have another safety doing it. Mm-hmm. They do have they do have a safety. Uh, uh, Trey Flowers is there, and Jawan's both there. Hell, they they're almost two stacked because they're right here moving together. You you like to see a little bit of this or a little bit of this, so there's a different lane. But I just love it. They do run a slant. Christian Charles is hip pocket. He plays it really really well. He gets a hand in there, so I love it. It's it's like Tim said. You know what? Okay. I just gave you. I just showed man, and it was zone. I tried to. I tried to bluff you. F it. I ain't bluffing. I'm. 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 I'm bringing. It's man blitz. We're gonna maybe have one. One roamer. One. Um, not. They don't call it a spy, but it's usually like a one robber where yeah. he's middle trying to jump stuff. So I loved it. I thought it was a smart play call. You know, it, it's it's kind of showing AR what he just saw, and he and he actually tries to make kind of the same type of throw. But you got guys coming in your face. Damn, Jer- Jeremy Banks really did hurdle the basically the running oh, yeah. back. Um, I-, I love it. I think it's great. Take away those short, easy throws. Um, and yeah, great defense by Christian Charles and Trey and Jawan were both there. So I love. Yeah, them. and it's like like you just said. Uh, you know, the easier throws are in the middle. So yeah. it's like Jeremy Banks jumping and being eight nine feet in the air. It's like, oh yeah, he can't see. Oh, he, can't he doesn't see. want to hit Jeremy with yeah. the ball. So right. like it, it affected him for sure. I, I will say this: I don't necessarily love when people leave their feet like this, 
but it was a hell of a play by Jeremy because Jeremy runs in, leaves his feet, but when the running back hits him, he doesn't get like helicoptered or like he hits his legs on the ground and still gets a hit on. Yeah. So he's it still was, going. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, when I say those easy throws, besides he's having all this uh, traffic, you really want your quarterback to turn and make a damn 35 yard throw when you're on yeah. the yard line because he's trying to throw an out route or a deep corner. I mean, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough throw to make. So yeah. And this was their last two point attempt, correct? If, so if I mean, they changing made, the game. I mean, imagine if all they needed was a field goal. Yeah. After that onside kick. So yeah. Yes. Great play. Um, let's see my last favorite play call. It is the brew touchdown before half. Okay. Absolutely loved it. I loved what they did pre-snap. I love what it was post-snap. Pre-snap, they're spread out a little bit more. They motion in. They motion in the bunch. Um, Hendon is back there by himself. They have two tight ends. It is a formation that you have no idea as a defense what kind of play they're going to run. It is. They have so many different options, especially with both tight ends in there shovel passes, quarterback run, any kind of crossing patterns, uh hitting flats like you just like there's so many things you can do out of it, which is one part and why it's so great. Then we get another motion out of Jalen Hyatt coming across as if he's running a sweep and Hinnon takes it and it's play action. So right off the bat as a defense you're thinking Okay, are, is he going to hand that off and go the all all the way across the field to the to the you know because they're on the uh, short side of the field, right? Is he going to go to that long side of the field? Is Hendon just faking it to him to take it right up the middle on some kind of power or zone? So you're thinking that. So that Jalen Hyatt motion coming across, ball snaps, he fakes it to him. That holds DB on the backside. That just enough holds number fifty one, their linebacker, to say wait a second, do I have to head back that way or not? And then he's like, okay, I don't. He didn't hand it off. And then he starts taking off. It gives enough time for Brew to work all the way across the field behind that linebacker and keep going. Hendon does a fantastic job of just a little little pump fake, gets that linebacker guessing, and then is able to deliver. But then also there are other routes. You have Fant going on a little out route. He's staying on that line of scrimmage. Then you have Ramel going on another out route, pulling both of their guys away. And my favorite wrinkle into this, which no one noticed and no one is probably going to notice, is Jacob Warren stayed in to block for about four seconds. Oh, and He then flipped. He stiff-armed his dude, turned around and backed up into the end zone, was wide open, wide open. Like if Hendon didn't get it to brew and brew wasn't open and didn't make himself up like he could have hit jacob right in the middle in between zones no one was paying attention to him so collectively that entire play and how important it was first and goal on the two yard line 12 seconds left you might get two you might get two plays let's score now yeah let's do it right now so absolutely loved it and then like we said they tried to run it again later in the game on that fourth down, it seemed a little bit more lackadaisical. It wasn't quite the same play, but it was close. Um, but man, that that 
and the importance of that. I mean, that whole drive, like we'll just talk about that drive, 99 yards. It starts with them doing some BS. Then we come out, punch them in the mouth on a second and eight. Fant gets a huge first down on the next first down. Then we have that massive Ramel throw. Then we get all the way down there. Hendon has some great runs in there to avoid stuff. We get all the way down there. Then this just amazing play call of Brew coming across in a great touchdown with 12 seconds left. Like I remember us having conversations about the fact that we were hesitant of what Hypo could do at halftimes because of the year before. Like, what would you do right before half? And this was one of the most impressive drives I've seen and one of the most impressive drives of the year. Oh, it was, it was, we say it a lot. You know, I say incredible, unbelievable all the time. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was it, awesome. It really was an incredible drive for where they were and to all the big plays that each, each different person made. Um, you know, I thought Princeton after that fumble, I thought he came back and had a nice game. Um, yeah. And had some really nice catches. Uh, so, yeah, I, the window dressing with the bringing Jalen, because as a D, as a linebacker or as a safety, I'm sitting there like, well, here comes the track star. Because if they yeah. him, and you were talking about the wide side of the field, it's a lot of green grass for a lot of speed. That's right. Seeing that as a linebacker, you are thinking, do I, I, I might be having to leave and, and go as fast as I can or a safety. So all that little pre-snap and, and I was talking to my dad when we were watching and I just was cracking up because of this next play that I'm about to talk about the play calls. And it really is a, a lot of the stuff that Hypel does is uh, really, really cool little small details and little small increments, but they make the world of difference. Um, you know, his spacing is one of those things, but those pre-snap, I just feel like as a de- as a defensive coordinator, you're preaching all week about the speed and the tempo, mm-hmm. these different things that the very simple things of like trust your eyes, assignment, alignment, these guys freak out. And and so there's a you know, there's the play earlier in the game where Bruce just butt naked, wide open, running down. And all he did all that happened was is that he, Jalen, was in the slot. Jalen motions out to the outside. The the corner shifts out. The safety doesn't bounce over, take Brew, and then Brew's literally just wide open in the slot. Yeah, just I mean, one guy missing an assignment. That's it. That's it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how does that guy not think about that? And it's because he's probably so worried about the speed or being deep as the defense or whatever the case may be. And so it's just little things like that that he puts that speed and, and, and tempo into it that gets you off thinking about what you need to be thinking about. So anyways – my last play, fourth quarter, 12 minutes ago, first and 10. We're on our own, I don't know, 14-yard line, it looks like, maybe 15. Um, it's 21-31, 10-point game, and we run the wheel route to Jacob Warren. And Jacob's back at H-back. Yeah, I, had to, I wrote, that, wrote this down. He's not at tight end. He's back at the H-back position. We look like, you know, we're going to maybe run it here. We got Brew in. You know, usually Coach Hype likes the guys to be way out. But he brings Brew very close in. Brew's probably five, six yards from Jacob and, mm-hmm. and, and Mincy, you know. So you bring it in, which makes sense when you when you watch it because he's he wants to come in to bring the corner in, you know, or, or to hold the safety in because you're looping right back around him. On the other side, he's got a stack. So you know this safety's over here like mother. I got you know, over here he's got he's got Ramel and Jalen and this other safe backside safety. 
backside of Jacob's like, okay, I got these two clowns over here. Is it going to come in? Is it going to come out? Is one taken deep? I got to be deep as the deepest. I'm already in the middle of the hash, and these idiots are 15, 20 yards more out there. So you're thinking speed-wise, do I have time to get over there? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, he calls it. Um, Florida's in a perfect defense for this because they have two corners uh, closest to the TV, and they got one corner over Brew. Um, they got four down linemen. They got the one safety, and they got three backers. But one of the backers, I don't know if he's a strong safety that's walked up or just an outside backer, but it looks like he's supposed to be in coverage of Jacob. And he, they start dropping. I honestly don't know what the hell defense this is. It might have been. I, well, I think it's like assignment. Like, I think it's just one dude doesn't know what he's doing. No, but see, I don't think so because this linebacker up here, it looks like the linebackers drop into like a zone. It could have been a cover three type 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 deal where the bat you got the one high, the corner that's over brew is supposed to be deep back. I'm not really sure what defense they're in, but I love the fact that they that they run it out of, you know, where Jacob's not at the regular tight end up on the line. He's kind of back behind. Um, and you think it's gonna be a run play. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they snap it, there's a little play action, he settles, and I've paused it after the play action. You can see where it's already beat. Um, which I know you probably won't be able to see this uh, because oh, it's already wide open. Right. Well, and, and Brew is already 10 yards in front of him, kind of clearing it out. And so it was just a genius, awesome, smart play call. A wheel route, a wheel route has been around forever. We, <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, he ran it a ton this year uh, and last year where he would run it out of the slot and, yeah. and he would let Jalen either take it all the way or if they were sitting and he would just tell, he would tell Jalen, or brew or whoever run the whip or the wheel route and turn around mm. 15 yards. Yeah. You know, but this one, they, it, it, I just love it, man. It's a thing of beauty. Jacob catches it, gets some more yards. Number 22 is actually a pretty darn good player for them at safety. He had some, he had a lot of nice open field tackles. So it was a good tackle. He made, he made a long one to brew and to Jacob. He both, he made good tackles. Yeah. So I just thought it was a beautiful play call. It's just that little thing. It's just little, it's just little shade brew in, you know, do it to the short side of the field. Don't have Jacob in the slot or a tight end. Leave him back at H-back where mm-hmm. we usually run a lot. And if we do pass it to the H-backs, when they're in that H-back, it's usually like a play action, and they're coming here, we're going to dump it, or it's going to be a little play action, out route. They're not thinking a wheel route's about to hit them in the face. Yeah, I think that was the drive that Jalen Wright ended up scoring that we go up 17. Yeah, it was. So just huge, just huge time and momentum. Like, that is right after the fumble. I no, it was. I'm. I'm just. I'm looking at this defense, and I'm just appalled. I. It, <laughs> so over here, it looks like it's man. The guy over Brew follows Brew in. It. It That's has. Why to, I'm like I. I like I legit to, think it, it's a misassignment. It has to be man, and the one linebacker number fifty one. He's dropped in the middle zone, so maybe. You know, because Jabari's even coming out of the backfield. I don't know, man. I would love to for the defense coordinator to tell me what the defense was and who missed their spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just call them up. Hey, on this play, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a host for a podcast, Tennessee podcast. On, on this play, what happened to your defense? Hey, on this play, how'd you guys F it up? <laughs> All right, what's your, what's your last favorite play call? Uh, that was my last favorite. I did three. So one of my, one of my favorite play calls was one of your favorite plays was the last uh, – was the last play of the game. So, yeah, that was all, all three of mine. But, man, 
What a great game. Um, getting the opportunity to go watch. That was so much fun. And then, you know, weird ending, but still got the victory. Uh, you know, first SEC win of the year, 4-0. and Set the tone. Set the tone, like gets us ready for the rest of the season. And I'm very excited to do this again in a couple of weeks to the LSU game. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure all my plays for the LSU game are going to be like the first quarter. I, I I already have one. <laughs> like, I haven't well, watched it. I already know what's going to be my favorite play call. Uh, probably one of my favorite plays is probably going to be the fourth down stop that we had. Um, probably one of my favorite plays is going to be the kickoff, the, the pooch kick. Because <laughs> that was – Talk about we've said tone setting a lot this pod. That was a massive tone setter. I really yeah. felt like that LSU game was a pretty boring game. It was exciting for the first quarter, and then we kind of blew them out. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I the first it. half, that's that's where it was. Yeah. And I'm, I'm basically, seriously, when we jumped up on them, I was like, this is over. And I started looking for Bama tickets. And that was that funny story about the start of that game Bama tickets, you know, lower level, four or 500 bucks, upper deck, you know, 90 to 100, 120. And and within the first quarter, those tickets, and I don't know if it was because people started selling them or people started changing their price or vivid seats. The corporate office is just like, change the tickets quick, hurry, charge more. But then it, the upper deck went from like 120 to 350. That's exactly what happened. It's <laughs> exactly what happened. And other people go, oh, shit, we're going to be undefeated versus Bama. I'm buying this. <laughs> like, you know I mean? People started buying those tickets. The price just bump, 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 bump. Yeah, so I'm excited to rewatch it because this is South Carolina two years ago, Missouri two years ago, where first quarter's over with, and I'm like on my phone. You know, I'm I'm watching the game, but I'm not I'm not have to be so locked in. So yeah, I know those are enjoyable. See you, Studley. Talk to you All later, right, man. All right, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave those comments. We love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, and follow us on all those listening platforms. Uh, also, follow us on social media, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon for our, our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow Reed, uh, main account on Twitter, rbacon26, so you can follow him there. And then for myself, it is just at Kyler Curbison on all social medias. So find me there. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, the fans are what make this thing keep going. So thank you so much. And as always, go Vols.